Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of Serving While Being Served. I know it has been a long time. This is season two, actually, and we have been, well, you guys, I kind of also have been um, preparing myself, and things have really changed um, within the last, I'll say, maybe month. Um I actually had took some time again because I was working on an upcoming project that is going to be pushed back because of everything that we're getting ready to talk about today. So I am so grateful for all of you guys' support. Um, I am a woman of many hats for everyone who does not know. I also run a full business. I'm also starting a new business and I do the podcast as well as taking care of my family, my friends and everything else that goes along with it. So my consistency is not because I am not dedicated. My consistency is because I am a woman who does so many great things and I pull myself then like every other woman that I know. So, you know, just just know that it's not because I don't want to be here with you guys. It's because I am trying to juggle so many things. And if you've been following me and my wonderful IG family and all of us have been growing together over the years, you know that I have been praying for more resources and for, you know, just someone to come and help. Um, I used to also do YouTube videos. So it's just hard for me at this time. Well, not now that all this came about. But prior to it was it was hard trying to manage and also work on Serve Couture um, and get everything going for that because I am the owner and the buyer for that and, uh, and the owner of other businesses as well, too. So I apologize for not being consistent. I needed to get that out. Um, also, um, as I have noticed uh, that you guys, um, you know, do leave messages, leave comments um, telling me about how much you love the podcast. But let's try to keep the positive, the comments positive, And let's also be well aware that we all are trying to live and grow. And this podcast is all about loving, living and growing. So if you don't feel any love, just keep it moving, baby. We don't need any more negativity. We are dealing with enough when leaving any comments in regards to the podcast. So I had to get that on the floor. So, hey, how y'all doing? How many times y'all been to the living room today? <laughs> How many times y'all eat today? Y'all ate about 18 times. Y'all, is y'all alcoholics yet? What's going on? Let's talk about it. So if you do not know, we are currently in a pandemic. Um, um, a pandemic. We are dealing with a uh, upper respiratory virus that is kind of unknown. Maybe airborne, maybe droplet precautions have been used, but they don't really know too much, I don't think, about how it's transferred. So we have been on lockdown um, for the last two weeks. Um, yesterday, you know, I love to tell you today, today's day is March the 30th. It's 3.35 p.m. So yesterday was Sunday and um, uh, y'all president got on the mic and decided that he was going to extend um, the stay home lockdown that we are currently on and that will be extended out into the end of the month. So we're going to be here a couple of times because it looks like we're going to be locked in. But um, I actually wanted to cover um, the topic for today's episode, which probably would not have been the topic for episode two if we were not going through this reset. Um, and I want to teach you guys a little bit more positive energy to put into this. Let's stop calling it more so, um, you know, like a hard stop, but a reset. This is a reset for all of the blessings and the great things that God is getting ready to pour into us when we are able to move and shake and get back out there. So look at it as that. But today's topic that we're going to be covering, because it's just only right, um, and this is probably also going to be a little random. So it's going to be a little spicy if you know when I give you a spice level, it may be a little, you know, uh, a little cussy. But um, 
there's some things that I do need to share and there's some things that I do need to speak on. Um, I did a live off of my Instagram. If you are not following me right now, currently, I would love for you to join my IG family. I am nurse. N-U-R-S-E underscore Monroe. And if you know that, I have been a nurse for 11, going on 12 years now. I'm a registered nurse. I am not actively working. We'll speak more on that later. But um, that is how my whole movement got started. So welcome. And let's get this topic covered. So the topic that we're going to be covering today is, no, we were not prepared for this at all. One more time. No, we were not uh, prepared for this at all. So, um... About uh, the last time I worked, I'll say it's been almost a month. And uh, we have been dealing with with knowing that the virus has been going on, I'll say probably towards maybe the end of last year. Um, it was spoken about and they were dealing with it in other countries. Um, and now it's here um, on the mainland and we are um, dealing with it ourselves. So um, as far as being prepared, um, we were in no shape or form prepared in the medical field at all for this. Um, this may come off rainy, but it just needs to be said. Um, we have ongoingly been fighting the flu epidemic for years. If, if you're not familiar with that, there is currently a vaccine for it. So there's always been droplet and airborne precautions that has been initiated for that and other like viruses that we deal with, upper respiratory things we deal with. And we have kind of handled that. Mm, okay. So the last time that I worked, I was at work and I did notice that we were um, talking more about the virus and that we were seeing deaths and the deaths were growing in other countries and they were initiating protocols as well. Um, I immediately told myself that last day that I was there, uh, I am not a full-time, I am a contingent nurse. So I told myself the last time that I was there that I would not be returning because I already knew where it was heading. We have not had proper PPE um, for any pandemic or any shape or form forever. Um, I don't know if maybe it was something that was just done, if it was just something that the healthcare field wanted to just have on the floor that they were fitting us for these N95 masks, but we were not prepared. We've been dealing with on and off TB patients with they've been trying to rule out TB as a disease for years, but they're still kind of here. There are a couple of cases of it. And when we had a TB patient, we were not prepared for that. So I already knew in my mind that if this did transition to where we are now, we would not be prepared. Um, it's sickening to me that we're not prepared because I always want to know why aren't we prepared? Where is the money going? This is a question that, um, you know, I have dealt with and battled with. And it's also been some of the rationale for me to step back so much from nursing because the Medicare system, the insurance system, the pharmacy system, all the systems that have everything to do with your health is jacked up it's toe up from the flow up um everything is agreed everything is a money hoard everything is a price tag nothing is life nothing is value so i was kind of confused as to why we did not have these resources just sitting around in case anything got out of hand in case the flu may have got out of hand we never know at any time a new flight a new flu you know, bug or virus can come about. And I mean, we're supposed to be prepared for that. So we're not prepared. So now we fast forward now to, um, well, week three we're going into and there are nurses dying. There are doctors dying. 
Um, there are nurses who are being constantly overexposed to the disease on a constant basis who are dying, who are being vented quickly. We are running out of ventilation, ventilation, ventilation. <laughs> We're running out of vents. Um, we're probably not ventilating the hospitals correctly. We don't have masks. We don't have gloves. Um, I just left the store earlier today. I seen several people in the store with N95 masks. It's flabbergasting to me that they are telling nurses at work to wipe the mask off, to keep one mask, to not wear the mask, to scare patients. Um, just so many things that are so, so very wrong. And it always comes down to why weren't we prepared for this? Why wasn't this something that we could possibly think of? Why was this something that everybody kind of swept under the rug? Why are nurses being threatened? Why aren't we being paid correctly? You know, why is it life or death? Why is why are we not valued? And that's what it really comes down to. I'm, it's insulting to me that, um, you know, the first thing that wasn't brought up was pay when nurses were going to be dealing with this on the front line, front line. That should have been the first thing, even though as superficial as it may be and as, as, as raw and ridiculous as it may be, we have made this world built on greed. So now that you built it that way, don't act all flabbergasted when people are coming around looking for money. Because when you really think about it, I am jeopardizing my life. I am putting myself on the front line. At least you, at least you could do is pay me. So then we look at that. We didn't have that addressed. Then we go back to the simple fact of the matter is nothing has been addressed about not having the proper and the adequate PPE that was needed for this no one comes down and says I'm sorry no one comes down and says we I know we don't have it it's just kind of now you want to dangle jobs in front of people now you want to threaten them now you want to oh you can go home if you don't want to work without no mask then I just tell you I don't want you walking around with no mask it's not coming down to the value of human life and understanding that truly I am a human too and I also have a family and friends and everyone that I don't want to put at risk for catch catching this virus at all um a lot of the rationale to why I decided not to work is because my family means so much more to me than any money or anything else in the world when it all comes down to it when you take everything from me my family is all I have so my father if you've been following me I'm a big daddy's girl and my father is in his 80s um, my mother is older as well so I can't risk me not being able to see him I can't risk not being able to help my family and be here for my other family members who are elderly as we transition through this reset so you know I made that decision because I just don't feel like nobody else is making that decision for me Nobody else is making that decision for these nurses. Nobody is saying, you know what, like they have families, they have friends, they have people, their children may have illness that they be dealing with. Let's make sure these people have masks. If they, you know, let's stand up for them. Let's make demands. Let's let's make threats. No one is doing that. Everyone is kind of just sweeping it under the rug. And I, I honestly feel like I hope that a strike, and I know this is not good to say, but I hope that some type of major strike or some type of reset or some type of like we told you so moment comes out of this. And we as nurses are valued a little bit more and a little bit more is put on because I feel like the teachers, the nurses, the police, none of them are actually being treated and valued and and given the resources financially, even mentally, you know, even being supported mentally. People don't know that we're not nurses are not supported mentally enough at work. Them little funky ass pizza parties and them little meetings you give us, baby, that's not supporting me mentally. I mean, when you actually are coming to me, when you notice that I'm burnt out and saying, you know what, you look like you look like you burnt out. You know, are you burnt out? Do you need to take a couple of days off? Do you need to? You got to fight to use your damn PTO. That's why I stopped working full time. I'm tired of fighting with people for me to take my, my PTO. The same PTO that I work hard for, I got to argue with you because you short. You don't know what nurse you're going to get to come in. Baby, listen, I'm on the plane. Okay. I told you I was going. Figure it out. Bye. But it shouldn't be that, you know. And when it really comes down to it, 
this reset is needed because we are missing one entity in so many ways. We are missing God and we are missing love. There is none of that. There's no love for, for our brother or sisters. There, there's no love for someone that's on the front line. It's more so like you signed up for this. So I've been noticing a lot of people on Instagram are, are saying this. They kind of y'all kind of with your raggedy ass to stop saying it because people was chewing y'all up, which they should have been. I'm glad they did. But it was being noted and it was being said, you know, you signed up for this. Now, let me give you the rationale of what a nurse signed up for. When I made my pledge, when I graduated twice, you know, we do a little floors night, get, put your little hat on, let your little candle, get your little pen. When I did that, my pledge was that I was going to be the best that I could be with what I was given. OK, that I was going to be as educated as I can. I was going to make sure that I practice correctly, that I was going to value human life, that I was not going to use my power in any way outside of bettering and making someone holistically healthy as best that I can. It was not that I was going to show up without no motherfucking mask. It was not that y'all wasn't going to have supplies and I was going to take some bags and cut them up and put them over my clothes. It was not that I was going to be coughing and sneezing and you not give me a test, but you giving 29 NBA players a test. And, and you know, that's what I was actually you know I get sidetracked but you know I guess one NBA player got exposed and they have value they do too but the simple fact that there are nurses that they're arguing with saying oh you weren't exposed we don't want to give a test or pretty much waste a test on you and then one NBA player gets it from tongue kissing microphones or whatever he was doing and then y'all want to turn around and say oh we're gonna test everybody he ran into it's it's disheartening and it really makes you angry but you can't let the adversary turn your, you know, your I can't believe this into anger. You have to let that be turned into power and motivation to fix it and to speak up. And I think that at this point in time, it's good to say and put these things on the floor. I have no fear that anyone is going to reprimand me because I am covered by the blood. So whatever I am saying is what every nurse is feeling. It's absolutely absurd that you would threaten to take someone's job because they are in fear that they will may possibly take a virus home, that you have no motherfucking idea what's going on with it. I just want to put that on the floor. They don't know what's going on, baby. I don't think you know, but they don't. They don't. They don't. Whenever, and you know, that's what that's what always angers me, too, because I would have so much more respect for the government and everyone else if they would just say, you know, we really don't know what the fuck is going on. So we want you to stay home while we figure this out. But instead, you still like, oh, stay six feet, watch your hands, don't cough, don't do this, you know, and it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot to take in at one time. Um... Another part of my rant that I'm angry about is that um, this is going to be the poor gets poor and the rich gets richer type of situation again. And I absolutely hate those situations. Um, other countries have made sure and ensured that their folks is going to be good financially, mentally um, and health. Their health is going to be good by the isolation. But no one is saying pretty much anything about, you know, how they're going to handle this financially. And it's really going to take months for um, businesses and for just the average American to, to bounce back. I don't want you guys to have expectations like when we get out, it's just going to be like, oh, girl, it's so nice out here, girl. Let me go. No, there's going to be a lot of, you know, uh, businesses that will not reopen. Um, there's going to be a lot of people who did not survive this. There's going to be a lot of people who are impoverished, who are going to lose their homes. You know, this is not good. This is, is, this is a really, really bad situation. So in these dire times, you need to stay close to your family and you need to stay close in prayer. Um, this is an awesome time to open the Bible. If you have never opened the Bible before, if you've been following me, my journey, um, with just loving God and being better has been a up and down, not even an up and down roller coaster, but it's been very, a lot more consistent than 
than it was. But now the consistency is really leading back in because we are dealing with this pandemic and it's just pushing you into so much anxiety and the unknown. But that's when you have to turn up the faith and the love and you just have to understand that everything that is used to be evil will be turned into good, baby. It always plays out like that. But just to be more realistic on the more fleshy side of it, I like to say um, there are going to be a lot of people who are not going to bounce back from that. And those are the people that you have to lift up in prayer. Those are the people that you have to lift up and just just like in love and let them know, you know, don't worry, don't worry. You can you can come back. Something good is going to come out of this. So that's kind of where we're at. But it saddens me to know that um, there are nurses and doctors who will never, ever walk this earth again, who have left us less left us and transitioned um, because of the lack lack of protection and a lack of respect for their lives because when it really comes down to it there's this is a lack of of loving someone else is the lack of saying you know you are a nurse boom this is what you do do your thing so what if you get sick so what if you die and that's really what it is um I know that in the next coming weeks there's going to be a lot more deaths and that's going to really be hard for all of us because the more they say, oh, we can expect this death and that death, you know, it's, it always hits you hard when you actually see the numbers and you see the deaths. And to know that a lot of these people won't have funerals, you know, since we are limited to 10 to 5, 15, 10 to 15 people in certain areas, people who have lost loved ones, I know outside of the virus have not been able to have adequate funerals. That's disheartening. Um it's just a lot going on right now. And this is the time that you really need to buckle down and just expand and grow in love. Because if you let this take over you and, and put anger in your heart and all this other bad stuff, you're going to be just no better than all the other people who do not care. The people who are threatening nurses jobs, the people who are like, I don't care. Just let them go. They need to be on the front line. They nurses, they get paid this and this and that. You have no idea outside of being a nurse what we deal with. I feel like over the course of the 11 years I've been a nurse, it has transitioned me and it has kind of um, put a more I wouldn't even say a hardened shell but I am more of a realist than I've ever been before um, death to me is, is different um, and that's because I see it in so many different forms so um, notices have kind of been given out in different hospitals in regards to the vents um, and limited resources and that they will make the decision if your family member will need to be vented or if they will possibly survive if vented and they have to save the resources for more so the younger viable people who really will probably survive if vented and bounce back. That saddens me too because now it's like we're taking the medical teams, the doctors are taking lives in their hands and they are making decisions that normally you should have the right to make if you want them to, to continue to work on your loved one, if you want them to do everything they can or if you want them to just transition out so it's just a lot to take in and um I decided I will speak on this because I don't think we understand fully what totally is going on and it's just so much bigger than not having PPE it's so much bigger than not paying the nurses it's so much bigger than not paying teachers the right amount of money and valuing them police officers firefighters you know um the the grocery store workers who are constantly coming there they don't have masks or gloves on there I don't even know if they're allowed to wear them but just valuing these people who in the times when when you would never ever value them now you are just kind of at the beck and call to their feet and whatever they do or they say if they make one wrong decision it can just it can heartbreak hinder if you survive so I think we just need to value that a lot more um it's sad it's very sad and it sickens to me that um I feel like at this point that some nurses are even kind of um turning their anger and kind of lashing out on other nurses who are not working or who don't have to work or who have not made the choice to work. In the long run, it's all about what you feel safe 
doing. And it's all about if your family, you know, can risk losing you because in the long run, that's what it comes down to. They may possibly lose you from this. Um, I was speaking to a brand new nurse grad. Um, She's actually oriented in the ICU and she says that they're telling her to make a will. She's 24. So, I, I you know, I could not imagine, first of all, being a brand new nurse doing this shit because see I would I wouldn't have did it I would I would not have secondly um being told that I need to make a will and actually have things put in the protocol because I may not make it out of this so it's just a lot to take in um I don't think that people truly are um you know taking this as serious as they could um I think that sometimes I wasn't because I've been exposed to so many things being a nurse. So my mindset is kind of like I'm pretty sure I've already been exposed to it a double times back and maybe third. But, you know, we just have to do what is best for us. And we have to understand that if we don't make the correct decisions, that there could be things that can lead to us maybe possibly being sick or making others sick. So that's kind of what it comes down to. I'm looking forward to seeing how things are going to play out in the next week with the PPE. Um, I know some nurses have spoke about striking. I am completely with any nurse that is deciding or any hospital where nurses are deciding to strike. Why I'm, I, why I'm with this is because they have been making it seem like nurses are disposable. Um, they are being very aggressive now bringing travel nurses in from other places, um, which to me is great if you need the resources. But now as you're paying someone else double that you're paying a nurse that has been working there for years. And that's an issue for me you know instead of you saying you know what we're gonna take care of our home team we're gonna make sure we give them some raises we're gonna make sure we fight for their ppe we're gonna make sure we let the governor know you know we don't have adequate this we don't have that so what do you want us to do you know kind of spread these patients out a little bit kind of help us a little bit more but it's not you know i felt like it was more a sense of being put on okay y'all stay home then oh we don't got ppe and that's kind of what bothered me that kind of was a decision for me about if what i was going to do because you were more adamant with going online talking about how I want to close this down and take this means of money from this person and we may possibly give you a thousand dollars where you were not speaking and saying listen uh, and on the on the back end we don't have what we need to fight this for the people who are trying to stay alive because that's when it comes down to it they don't have the resources people are gonna die people are not gonna be able to return home people are going to the hospital alone people are being made DNRs alone people are transitioning alone because we are not adequately given the materials what we need for something like this to happen I always wonder when I um oriented at my last job we would do um um readiness for like pandemics pandemics external internal um issues um mass casualties we would do that we would do preparation for that so now it always comes to me where we doing this preparation just you know to say we're doing it where we never really universally thinking that anything of this could happen of, of, of this likeliness could happen and and it scares me because now is I kind of feel we're being guinea pig through this and this is why we're gonna have so many casualties because we never really thought something like this could happen. We never really had the backing from the government like we should have. And we're not really truly having it now. We're moving slowly, but not as fast as we could. Because if you think about it, the nurse is going to be exposed multiple times during her 12-hour shifts. You know, and then she's going to have to figure out a way to go home, take her clothes off, not touch her kids, not talk to them, not hug her husband, still make dinner. And then there's some women who don't have 
you know, any type of help. They're single mothers. They are their only resource for their children. So what about them? What if they lose, you know, their lives or they become ill and not be able to return to work and so on and so forth? There's nothing being put on the floor or being spoken about about these issues. And these are issues and things that we need to worry about and we need to pray on. So I would tell you to stay in a place of prayer. Um, stay in your damn house. <laughs> Keep your ass in the house because they just want to keep saying that. Stay on in there, girl. Go to the living room. Go to the bathroom. Go downstairs. You know, clean up. You know, you know all these things, these internal internal things they want us to do. But if you really get down to it, right now we're kind of in a um a shock factor of what everything is going on. It really hasn't hit us. So I think within the next couple of weeks, when bills and shit come back around to be due, I think this whole inside thing is not gonna be good no more. It's gonna be like, wait a minute, now. I need to get out. So um, I, I am definitely praying that there's going to be some type of resources or package that's going to be issued and sent out um, for everyone because things are going to get hairy. Um, this is the, the week that they say that everyone is going to be kind of um, coming out of the woodwork that has been exposed to a prior to. So the kind of the end of the 14 day song, fourth incubation period, which I'm really not a fan of because just I have my own theories on that. But, you know, that I feel like you sick, you sick. But hey. The scientists know what they're talking about. So, you know, so, um, you know, they told you kind of to limit more of your moving around and going to the grocery store. So I did like a mass grocery run for all of my family, for everybody today. I kind of been doing a lot of the going out um, because, like I said, I feel I have been exposed probably to this before. Um, if you look, I just remember back in January, I had been the sickest I had ever been before. I'd never been that sick before. I didn't know what was going on. And if you know, I do have to take a flu shot, which is against all of my religion, but I had to take it in order to keep my position that I do have. So, um, it wasn't the flu. It was just horrible. So I honestly feel like this may be something we have been dealing with, um, you know, and now it's kind of getting more shined and more educated, but I feel like this may have been in rotation for a minute before it became the name and what it is today. So, I just want everyone to, you know, keep everyone else in prayer. Pray for the person that you may not even think has any type of relationship with God who may not be praying for themselves. Um, you know, how I feel about the whole mass thing. We will see. You know, we I plan on covering this whole thing through our pod, through through podcasts um, and trying to drop at least two to three episodes a week. So, um, you know, I, we're going to see what's going to happen with this Um I'm going to try to do one here where we're talking about what's going on with the virus and my thoughts and feelings on things is changing and then other topics that we'll be covering, too. But, you know, I just really want to talk to you guys because I just wanted you to know to hold the fuck on. <laughs> Don't panic. <laughs> this shit looks bad, but it's going to get worse and it's going to get better. Like, seriously, it really is. So, um, you know, just I don't just wash your hands. <laughs> That's all I can tell you to do. Just wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Um, And then a little education about the gloves and the masks because I'm tired of y'all with these damn gloves and masks. So we're going to do a little quick little education before I go. So the gloves, people. If you are going to wear the disposable gloves, the glove is to create a barrier between you and the virus. So if you're touching things like grocery store, gas pump, uh, whatever the fuck you may be touching when you had the gloves on, you touch that stuff, then you take the gloves off. Okay, I'm seeing people in their car with the gloves on. So no, if you've been out touching stuff, you take the gloves off, then you get in your car, then you wipe your steering wheel down. 
that you drive to where you're going. The gloves should not be worn. The gloves shouldn't be brought back in the house. If you've been outside with the gloves, you throw the gloves out somewhere outside and then you come back in the house without the gloves on hand sanitized wash your hands and all that good stuff so that's a little bit about the gloves about the mask if the mask is not covering your nose and pinched and pull all the way under your chin it is not doing you any good if it even is doing you any good so i'm um, depending on the type of mask um n95 masks are normally fitted per size i see a lot of you guys wearing like painter mask and all these other things i'm really not too much into those i'm thinking they're kind of about the same but as far as just the not just the surgical non-surgical little mask and the n95 mask um those masks have to be fitted around the nose and fitted under the chin um under the chin for the little paper surgical n95 goes i think like right right above your chin like over the mouth but that's why they fit them for us yearly um, I wish, and it's so crazy. When I got fitted for it last year, she was like, oh, you got to take the mask. All I've been thinking about is, damn, why the fuck did I just keep that mask like in my car? Like, what was I thinking? Normally, I'm very OCD about things and I like keep stuff. So I don't know why I didn't. But um, so just a little bit of education on that. So like the glove thing is really like, it's really sending me. It's sending me y'all with the glove. So we're going to do this one more time. If you've been outside touching shit with the gloves, Leave the gloves outside. You do not need to be in the car driving the gloves. You do not. Because guess what you're doing? You're taking all them germs from whatever you just touched. And you putting them germs all in your car. Germs in the car. Germs in the car. So you don't want that. Um, You know, wearing stuff out that can be wiped down. Wearing stuff out that you can sit places. Um, you know that you can maybe leave somewhere and let it sit for a minute. You can wipe it down. But just kind of just being aware of those things. So those are just little helpful hints. Um. I just I, I, I hope that in the next coming, oh God, Jesus, I pray. I'm just going to claim it in the next couple of weeks that will in the next week that we are going to see a lot more supplies going into the hospitals. Um, I do at some point go have to go back to work um in order for me to keep my position so um i which is uh, it's going to be a long time before i do but um i'm praying and i'm just sending the prayers up that when i do have to work my little time there that i have to be there that they do have the materials um and i just want to you know keep the the prayers up mentally for the nurses who are fronting on the fighting on the front line because this is a lot to walk into i couldn't imagine walking into um a large casualty situation in a hospital where people are constantly dying people are alone and i think that's what's really making it worse is that these patients are in the hospital alone so their anxiety is already up they have no one there to kind of comfort them um the thing that really just sent me was knowing that if a child is possibly um being diagnosed with the virus they have to go to the hospital alone and i'm like oh my god i can imagine so just you know we just have to stay in prayer um, this is a time that where God really wants our attention and, you know, we just have to give it to him and whatever God you serve, give him your attention, um, repent, let him know that you are, you know, you're here and you're listening and whatever he's trying to send you, you are willing and well aware to take the message and to move forward. Um, it's going to be a really rough week for us. Um, I've noticed that every day it's been some bullshit. So I'm just kind of like, oh, I hope they don't tell us another something. Like yesterday was a lot. Like yesterday, like I was eating with my family and then it was like, oh my God, like... Trump just extended it and I'm like what the fuck so it's just like every day is something different so just stay strong um continue with the board games um continue Netflixing um 
watching the crazy stuff on Netflix. Just stay safe and stay in a great place and stay in a positive place. And I hope that every single one of these podcasts can help you during this time. This one is just really to touch bases on with you guys so we can just get things going. And I could just tell you I miss you and I love you so very much. I'll probably be a lot more upbeat for the next episode. Um, The next episode topic is going to be lit that we'll be covering. So I just want you all to know that I love you. And I'm praying for you. And I look forward to talking to you guys all very soon. Bye. Oh, I just touched my hands when I'm supposed to plug you again. Bye.